0: Why do salmon swim upstream despite the threat of the bear? Because laying down the foundation for the next generation is worth the risk. This is the Upstream Podcast hosted by me, Salmon Like the Fish, where guests share their pearls of wisdom that could have only been realized through the journey against the current of life. Your presence here and now is no mistake. Keep your ears and your heart open. There is something for you to gain. Okay, we are now at episode four of season two of the Upstream Podcast. Uh, Today, I have a very special guest. Uh, well, re guest really It's Rodrigo Agrita, my future godson I think we've He's already confirmed that From the last episode that we did together That that is official It's in writing No
1: take backs Yeah, it is official uh, Hi, my <laughs> name is Rod <laughs> Here, happy to be here uh, In the presence of um, God yeah. Sal, And then uh, no, What? Did you say the presence of God, Sal? God and Sal
0: and And, Sal and Austin, and Austin. <laughs> Yeah Yep
2: I love it. That's
0: funny. Uh, let's call it. all right. And, and also, um, you know, when we did our episode, you were the first person I think that I've ever done an episode with that said, hey, I have an idea for your podcast. We should do this. And I said, okay. Usually it's me kind of, I see something in somebody or someone's story or mm-hmm. I have a, you know, person who I think might be good for this sort of topic. And I, you know, <clears throat> usually approach somebody. So we did it. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of response afterwards, I think probably um, more response than a couple of other episodes. So I thought that was really
1: cool. Yeah, that was a goal. Yeah, a goal to uh, if you can make a change in someone's life, just uh, that should be the goal. Yeah.
0: Know? Well, I think you hit the goal because a lot of people said, you know, they were really inspired by that. And I thought it was really cool to kind of openly talk about faith. You know, I was listening to older episodes of the podcast, and I think I have really kind of skirted around the faith, um, like being really specific about it, because... You know, I think a lot of these principles and things we talk about are, are um, really applicable to anybody. But the moment yes. you throw Jesus in there, people back away. Right. Now, so, now you can relate. It's, yeah. Uh,
1: that's the topic of this podcast. Yeah. Uh,
0: don't hide the fire. Exactly. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. You know, I remember one, I kind of, if anyone ever heard the first episode, I think I referred to Jesus as a character in the Bible. I, without saying Jesus, because of the of. Fear of people getting like um, torn away from the principle of the story just by being offended by a name or or not understanding the name. You know, so I'm like,
1: man, I really got to be more open. So thank you for for that. And 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 then I say it if um, somebody like tries to put you down for being faithful um, then they're not your friends. Yeah, that's
0: it. Or if they don't understand, you know, because I think that's a part of it too. Is a lot of people just don't understand if they weren't brought up with it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like telling someone, "Hey, you should do CrossFit." What the heck is that? Okay, you know? well, yeah, no, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, so that sultry voice over there that you're hearing <laughs> is uh, is Mr. Austin. You know, Austin. I'm not sure what's your last name. It's
3: Capitanakis. Cap. I can't even. Cap. You could just go Cap. Cap.
0: I usually go by Cap. Oh, Cap. That's cool. That is super cool. It's like Captain America, like Cap. I'll take Austin it. cap yeah. yeah Austin cap Austin Cap. I
3: abbreviated it because as you can hear the extremely long and cumbersome last name which is uh, Greek but you just go by cap you can go by cap
0: so you're um you don't own a you don't own a diner like that I don't isn't that actually. Of, isn't that the way <laughs> of the <a> family <laughs> that
3: is, most people of Greek heritage typically do own a diner or a restaurant of some sort and I, uh, I actually don't
0: yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't mean to be racist. I'm Filipino and I'm, I'm a nurse. I mean, it pretty much kind of goes hand in hand, so it's, mm. you know. Um, but Austin, so you guys, uh, Rodrigo had said, hey, listen, my, my friend Austin has an amazing story And uh, I think it was really
1: awesome for him uh, or would be really awesome for him to share this. Mm -hmm. So can
0: you can you kind of give me why you wanted Austin?
1: Well, uh, I met Austin about a year ago at uh, the gym that I coached in Hoboken, Hudson River Athletics. Uh, And then um, he was uh, he started there as just a member. And then after that, he became the yoga instructor, like yoga uh, coach for the gym. And then, uh, you know, like during the pandemic, it's just like I stopped coaching because there was no there were no. Time slots to, yeah. for me to coach, and then I just saw, um, I saw Austin a few times here and there, and then like during the like those times that I saw him at the gym, like when I was like popping up, um, Austin just seemed like very like like he 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 didn't seem like the person that was going through depression, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? Um, the more I got to know him, like uh, I went back to the gym, you know, like we got like we linked up together like through CrossFit, and then. Uh, we grew up our friendship through like being doing like m- uh Cross with Mayhem, right. and then I was like, uh, you know what, that's perfect. Like that's a person I could just relate. And then it, it, like one day he just like shared his story, like you know, like I found God, fate, and then I was, like, it helped me. uh build myself up because I was literally at rock bottom during the pandemic and I was like whoa, whoa, whoa like yeah. take a minute like, I was there too <laughs> like I, I, I was at, at rock bottom and then you know fate brought me back up yeah. like you know like through the storm like fate uh, really helped me like I I, I don't know what, what I would do without fate and fitness and friends, family mm. you know mm. like for me that was just like amazing and then there, to me it's just like there's no coincidences that that was a sign of god you know i want the world to hear his story he yeah. he has a story and then uh, i want him to share it with everybody
0: nice I'm, I'm glad that we were able to make the time together you know it was awesome uh, uh time is really rough you know to kind of put together i know everyone has busy lives and everything so mm-hmm. to do this you know which is nice i mean this is something that we do out of like the uh kind Of pulling our heart, you know, versus you know, we're, none of us are getting paid for this, we don't right. have any advertisements, you know, or, or whatever. Absolutely. You know, this is yeah. literally like there's a story that we want to tell and that someone might benefit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in so, the good word, yeah, absolutely. And so, it's uh, God's timing, yeah, absolutely, oh, always, God's absolutely. God's absolutely. Yep. And also, my wife's iCal, you know, I have it's God's timing, and I and God and Arlene's iCal is, is what I have to go by, <laughs> you know, which is part of God's timing, I'm sure, absolutely. So, so, Austin, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself in terms of um, you know. Well, let's start with like your your fitness background or, or your work background, like you know, how you your your upbringing, you know, all of it. Like, kind of give me like a synopsis on yourself.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, let's see. Currently, well, you know, we could start from growing up. So, growing up, I was always an athlete. Um, I always played all different types of sports: soccer, basketball, tennis. Uh, you name it. Pretty much everything, but football. Mm-hmm. My parents didn't want me to play football. They were scared. I was a really small kid growing up, so they, they were, get concussed. Right? Yeah, well, all the whole the whole bunch of it. And yeah. and same here. Very candidly, my, I kind of just followed what my brother did. So I have an older brother. His name's Arthur. What's up, Art? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's three years older than me. So I always kind of just followed suit with where he went. And and I'm fortunate enough that he was also an athlete. And it really led to. Um, my development as a person and sport and, and athletics and using my body has always been a real uh, integral part of, of who I am and still to this day. So fast forward to college, I played um, three years of competitive collegiate tennis wow. at the wow. at the college of, St- most people don't know that. Well, people from Staten Island know that, but people that I've met later in life don't know that. Don't know that. So I did that for four years and that was a real learning experience. And if I'm being completely transparent I wasn't really bought into it the first three years and my senior year my last year was the the year I something just clicked in me uh, maybe the fire got maybe lit back then and I just uh, started to change how I approached my tennis game and I saw that my life actually followed suit meaning that once I started to get dialed in and show up to practice and read the books and do all of the mental training and all of those extra little details not only did I improve as a tennis player but I really improved uh, as a person yeah. oh, gotta, read the
0: books I wouldn't even think about reading books for tennis yeah like, there's
3: more mental Yeah, it's more of the the mental side of tennis and I was uh, and I still am to this day right but a real uh, head case on the tennis court I used to throw my racket have tantrums true story and uh, can't imagine it it
0: seems so Zen like I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. true story yeah, yeah.
3: you could ask my friends that growing up with they'd lo- they would be crying loving to tell all these stories so it's a part of who I am. And, uh, I was just determined to, to work with it and not kind of delete it. Cause I don't think we can delete those parts of us. And I think that's a huge part of my personality when I channel it in the, in the, in a helpful kind of direction.
0: Like sport. Yeah.
3: And like the fire and kind of keep, instead of it being like this untamed rage of more of being like, uh, like a burning desire, right. Or a focus of something, wanting to do something creative and focus my mental energy and my physical energy and, um kind of how i still operate to this day so graduated after four years of playing tennis and then i was kind of like now what like what do i do first of all what do i do from a career also athletics was such a part of right for four years and even before that and as soon as i graduated like the team the team environment wasn't there anymore
1: something was missing something was missing yeah. right
3: that community mm-hmm. and being around like-minded people and like my brothers who I'm still friends with when I say my brothers my friends from the the tennis team that we you know we've trained together we cried together we had the highs and the whole the whole range of the experience so that was missing and just kind of by happenstance I I had um, and this is just like we said in the intro all things in God's timing and and when it's meant yep, to be it's absolutely. meant to be. For some reason, I was like, I want to do something new this year. Well, it was a New Year's resolution, right? So I go, I want to do something new for this New Year's resolution. So January 3rd, 2016, I know the date, like my back of my hand, my brother and sister-in-law were going to a yoga class. And mind you, I'd never done yoga. The idea of me doing yoga at that time was laughable, or you just you would just never right, yeah, just
1: yeah. you would never picture yourself doing yoga. Yeah. Never, ever, Before. ever, yeah. which is funny. I think just
0: for a lot of people, like uh, guys, like oh, it's not very bro, like yoga. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, actually, I mean, just like a small sidebar. I started doing Pilates because yeah. I, I I've read a lot that it's helpful for like lower back issues. I find it amazing. But whenever I tell someone, they're like. Pfft. <laughs> yeah. hey, well, why would you do that? Yeah. such yeah. a waste of time. Yeah, but um, you benefited. Uh, what, what, um, what was it like for you to start doing yoga? So it was
3: incredibly transformational, and still is to this day. I mean, it's my—it's the whole framework of my adult life. So I took that one class just by happenstance. Didn't even know. We just googled a studio on, on on Google, and it happened to be this one studio in Staten Island. It's called Five Borough Power Yoga. If anyone from Staten Island is listening, definitely check them out. Um, Karen is the owner <laughs> of my teacher. What's up, Karen? And um, I just fell in love with it from the very first practice. And I had set my mat up in the back corner very sheepishly. I didn't know that we had to take our shoes off. I didn't know that I had to go barefoot. And I didn't know it was a hot studio. So oh, it just, your first experience was a hot. It was, just, it was just all this unexpected. And I ended up loving it. Wow. And I just right there on the spot signed up for the new visitor special which was like 30 dollars for a month of yoga is an amazing wow, deal that's
0: like impossible now and yeah, and yeah and
3: here's the craziest part i never was an early morning person i made it a part of my routine to get up at 5 a.m so that i could practice at the 6 a.m yoga because that was the only class i could make during the week and i just i just loved it and that actually set on such a kind of domino effect and still riding the wave of of that one quote unquote incidental yoga experience. Then I started to do CrossFit about three months later because my very good friend at the time, or it wasn't my good friend at the time, my good friend now, but wasn't the good friend at the time, someone I knew from high school,
2: mm-hmm.
3: saw what I was doing with yoga. And he was like, hey man, Like, I see that you're doing yoga, you look great, I think you would love this thing called CrossFit. I don't even know what CrossFit was, and he's like, "I see you know you go you like to go to the gym, but like, why don't you come check this out? I think you'll really like it." So I said, "All right, like, what do I you know what do I have to what lose? What do you got to lose? Nothing. It's just yeah. one hour." Yeah, yeah. and. You know, and that was another like really pivotal day in my life where I didn't even know what I was walking into, but then I just...
1: What was your first workout?
3: It was my first wad, yeah. And that, do you
1: remember your first workout? Yeah, it was... Oh uh, my gosh.
3: It was a descending uh, ladder of 10 through 1 of pull-ups, and I didn't like... He was like, you do these things called kipping, and I was like, well, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I'm, yeah, just yeah. Gonna I'm just going to do strict pull-ups. pull-ups. Did you
0: do strict pull-ups the whole time?
3: No. I. T- oh, yeah, I, I at first, strict. I was like, oh, I could do this, because I, I did like... My version of pull-ups, meaning like when training at a bodybuilding gym, where it's like kind of half of motion, a little kip, yeah, yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. Kip, like a, little the, yeah. a little cheat, cheat. And my friend was dying because he's like, "Okay, good." I'm like, "I want him, <laughs> I want him to get his butt kicked yeah, and yeah. see what this is about." And it was burpees, so his burpees and, and pull-ups,
1: disgusting. And wow. I can't believe you didn't run away. Ten from to one. That. Yeah, oh, ten to one. And
3: I was just blown up by it, but it's so ener- like, so energized. Yeah. And and uh, I was like, "Okay, I'm in for this too." And I was I was really committed to like this new facet of my life of fitness you
1: drank the kool-aid
3: i drank the kool-aid both right right. and yoga and crossfit
0: very good to have those two things at the very beginning so like they complement each other very
1: well they do and that's
3: and we'll get into this later but that's basically what my whole career is right now and what i'm making or what i'm at least creating my life around um and then the last part I was really gung ho and really inspired. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna run a marathon this year. And I was just like, I've never
0: this. done one before.
3: No, I never even ran a wow. 5K. I, wow. And I, I so I tend to do that in my life, and I, it's a good quality, and it also gets me in trouble sometimes. But I think
0: we might be twins. <laughs> I just uh, 100%. I just go all the way in. Yeah, yeah. Without, don't go at all. With, yeah, or don't yeah, go yeah.
3: at all. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna do a marathon. And I had again God's timing. Who knows? Uh, just I was bored at work one day. And I googled the New York City Marathon. I'm like, how do I get in? Like, how do you do this, mm-hmm. right? Or, or, I knew you, or I was like, I could train, but like, how do you get into the marathon? Really like, marathon. no one really. You gotta get
1: sponsored. No one really tells you that. Yeah, right? you gotta figure so that out. Yeah. You gotta
3: like. So I just googling and New York Roadrunners, and I'm a, I'm a coach for New York Roadrunners as well, a running coach today. So you'll see how all those three things, seemingly small, transformed my entire life. Um, they had this pro. They have this program which is called Team for Kids, and we are a group of adult runners that raise funds for under or uh, yeah, underprivileged underserved youth throughout America but primarily in New York and what the funds do is help those kids um, get access to things like running shoes things that we take for granted that they, they can't even yeah. afford or Uh, physical literacy we call it or teaching them how to use their body like why exercise is so important from a really young age making sure that they're running and having access to PE classes physical education classes and just being starting the foundation for these kids to have a lifelong relationship with athletics and athletic just being a whole encompassing umbrella term right for we could say so many things and um, so I did that as well and I Really stressed. So you did
0: the marathon first, and then you did the coaching for Team for Kids? later. Yeah, later, uh, like way later.
3: So I, I started as a runner, um, not knowing, and then I just kind of gradually ran more and more and more and more, and then made my way to the marathon. And I ran two New York City marathons in 2016 and 2017. Wow. Both with Team for Kids, and there was just something about I really liked it, and it really caused me to grow, and and it caused me to fundraise. So it just started all these shifts of. I thought I was and what I was actually capable of and long story short I was very determined to become a fitness professional so mind you this was all while I was working full-time in corporate America over the course of this is just kind of cliff notes now over the course of five and a half six years I slowly progressed from corporate America to becoming a yoga instructor crossfit coach and running coach all from those three seemingly insignificant days that really were Life-changing. Change your whole life. Totally.
0: You know what's interesting, too, is um, uh, a couple things I want to touch on. Number one, you had mentioned how, like, uh, doing the marathon, you just, like, you were different after that. You know, I think that once you do a marathon, you are a different person. Like, you're, you're not the same. You can never look at life the same. And you know, Like, this idea of, like, being limited. Right. You know, you know, uh, Ilya uh, Kipchoje? Yes, of course. Oh, my gosh. Of I just course. watched his documentary, actually. So I did the Lake Placid Marathon two two Sundays ago. Congratulations. And thank you. So I had bought the uh, the movie. The um, I forget the name of the movie, but it's, it's his most recent movie. It's not the Breaking Two documentary. It was one that came out. It was just about him breaking the two hour. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I watched it with my friend, uh, Matthew Gardner. We had both signed up for this marathon and we watched it the night before. And I was just so inspired by his story. But this whole idea of that many of us think that we're limited, whether it's uh, physically, spiritually, mentally, mentally you know, yeah. in, in every capacity, you know. But uh, w- doing a marathon, you have to train for a marathon. I mean, t- hypothetically, you could do a marathon in seven hours, right? Eight hours. You could, you could, but that's not. You could crawl. Yeah, you could crawl, but that's not really but what it's for. If you don't train for it, if you don't yeah. train for it, you don't, don't it you don't get the real experience. Hurt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Big hurt. Yeah, but I mean all that dedication week to week, the long runs, and some of the long runs feel great. Sometimes you do a shorter long run and it feels worse than the long one the week before. Totally. But then you just go, you know. Uh, the even resilience. Be- yeah, the resilience. Even before Absolutely. doing this podcast this morning. So I had the Lake Plastic, so I feel, I've i been feeling real beat up since then. Mm-hmm. But I have New York in like six weeks, so I'm like, oh man, I gotta get my long miles up again. So I had a 11 miler today and I'm just like, I woke up this morning and in my head it was like, you snooze, you lose. <laughs> Do you really want this? How bad do you want it? You have to eat and the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You know because you sign
1: up. You yeah, put yeah. your. You put your. You know your money where your mouth is. You sign up. Many people sign up for a lot of things and then they stop it because they don't have a why. Exactly. Now I think Austin's wife is awesome. The team for
0: kids, which I was telling my wife is so ironic that you know you know Rod. Rod asked you to be here. Last year, um, when I was going through my thing, I signed up for the New York City, but I signed up for it virtually. And if you if you raised five hundred dollars plus for Team for Kids, then you get guaranteed entry into this year, right? Mm-hmm. Just for those that don't know, the way you wanna the way to get into New York City is either you raise money for a charity, typically twenty five hundred dollars or more, you know, right? Give or take around there. Give or take, or you do nine races uh, that are sanctioned plus a volunteer uh, event. Or lottery, and I mean, I've applied for the lottery the past like three years. Like, God, if you want me to run a marathon, let me get in. <laughs> and then I don't get in the lottery. I'm like, oh, good. God doesn't want me to do that. I'm like, ah. So uh, I signed up for Team for Kids, and actually, I was like, man, $500. All right, whatever. If I if I don't raise the money enough, then I guess you know it's for a good cause. Right, I'll just cause I'll just, it I'll just shell it out. Yeah. yeah but yeah. like, within two days, I put two stories, not even a post, two stories. I had my friend Rodri- uh, Eduardo. Um, donate my sister My goddaughter Mindy um, A good friend um, uh, Hair by Eddie He owns a, a Eagle Trip Barbershop in, Barbershop uh, where, What town is that Hawthorne uh, Where is it? Hawthorne no, it? it? no it's not Hawthorne it, Eagle Trip Barbershop Check it out It's amazing Super cool guys and, and they do great work But so like Within that day A day or two I had raised all that money And then my wife Bless her She's just an angel She donated Um 262 dollars wow. and if you guys don't know the significance for people listening who don't do marathons a marathon's yes. 26.2 miles so it was very significant oh. that mm-hmm. she put that money i was like you didn't have to do that and she's like i wanted to support you you know and it's ironic that now you know you never know where the charity money goes that you put for these things you know you see it on social media or whatever but like i'm sitting next to the result of like these charitable you know contributions that like you're coaching these kids now which is amazing you're teaching them at a very young age like how to use their bodies how to excel and how to train on a consistent basis amazing amazing so thank you for your service absolutely my pleasure yeah so let's go into uh what was uh this has kind of been the theme of this podcast just because it it was born during the pandemic right so i think uh, a lot of people that i've had have a story about 2020 and what happened to them you know and uh you know i've said this before i said this to you today you know just in talking that uh 2020 was my absolute worst year of my life, like hands down on all measures. But at the same time, it was my best the year. Best year. Yeah, I would If you if you offered me a million dollars to make 2020 go away, ten million dollars, I wouldn't take. I, I know that sounds crazy. Same for me. But I really mean that. I found you know? myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't give it back. You know. So, uh, what was 2020 like for you and your experience? You know, in terms of you know connecting with your. uh yourself you know because really the whole point of this episode is not to hide your fire right so a fire was lit in you it sounds like in this past year oh yeah so big time yeah and if uh you know you can have that and you can kind of keep it to yourself and you can get so far sure but uh if we're not sharing that fire if we're not sharing our story with people then like what we experience is kind of uh, not not that it's selfish but it's uh it has more use out there you know I have this one friend uh Tim Margiata, really amazing singer songwriter you know and uh, I had written this song years ago and so I played it for him and I said I want to record this because he had music equipment and I did not and so I said I want to record this and he's like yeah you have to let people hear this and I'm like no this is a very personal song and he's like well you know it's an experience and you have no idea you know who's going to be affected by this song so you should definitely share it so same thing with your story you know Rodrigo
1: was you know yeah you may change somebody's life I mean to me it was like you shouldn't hide your fire god mm-hmm. it's giving you that fire for you to actually make a change mm. you know it's not you may not make a change in i don't know like your friends but somebody that you don't even know be a complete stranger yeah a complete stranger that uh, it's going to make a change and then i met that uh i wouldn't say a complete stranger but i met a person uh a member of Far jim carlos that he was a uh, a deacon yeah. No. 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 Carlos. Carlos. Oh, Carlos. Yeah, Carlos. That he was very touched by uh, the podcast. That oh, he, yeah. Yeah. He said, like, you know, like I, I always been like faithful. Um, been into like fate, fitness, and then family. But I didn't think there was like people like me out there. Yeah. And I was like you well you shouldn't hide it you shouldn't hide it who you are yeah and then for you to hide your fire is a waste cuz mm. your father is giving you the lord is giving you that fire yeah. and it's for you to share it and the more you share it the more people are going to come out you know yeah. and then it's the army of god yeah. like it it's a battle between good and evil and yeah. the only way to overcome evil is with good
0: yeah you know I, I think maybe some people hesitate well maybe some people don't share it because you know it's they it feel it's too personal right and and so maybe that's why people don't share it or maybe some people don't share it in fear that someone's gonna get offended yeah or I, judge
3: them yeah or, i mean there's so many reasons
0: you know you can post on social media hey guys the sky is blue and people are like, oh, you idiot <laughs> yeah. it's teal you know or, or whatever and Everyone has a Anyone can make A negative comment About anything you say Especially if it's Such a life changing Experience You know People are like Ah oh, this is not you You're being You're
1: different now Right
3: Totally You know That's not the person th- I knew
1: Right Right Well good I don't want to be The person that you knew <laughs> yeah, I want to be better know, Yeah you know The best person of myself That's you know? it and that's, Like that's my goal Like be the best person Of myself Absolutely And if it, you don't like that then sorry then, sorry you know bye-bye uh not bye-bye but <laughs> i just watch me be the best person of myself yeah you yeah. like, be on the outside and just watch me grow you know this is why you know he asked me to be his
0: godfather but honestly mm-hmm. i learned more from i have another goddaughter who's actually she's actually my goddaughter and she's 34 i, I keep screwing up her age 33 But I, 33. 33 but she 30. i learned more from her than, than me doing anything as a godfather you know but um so Austin, tell me about your story because I'm super interested and want to hear about like you know what happened for you, what stoked the fire, and where you're at now with it.
3: Yeah, so I, I, absolutely, and um, you know, Rod, I'm I'm glad that the the post and the had touched you and inspired you to reach out and uh, and it created connection, and that's always the intention behind sharing those more vulnerable sides of myself, those sides that I maybe don't lead with or. People don't see easily. Just they usually. I tend to smile a lot, even if I'm going through some tough times. Yeah, Austin's awesome.
0: like a movie star, man. Right, you just absolutely you got the hair, the smile, it's like, it's like, always, the voice. Jeez. Yeah. Thank. you. typical. Single. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> his Instagram handle is,
3: what is at it? Austin Cat. Oh, underscore get blown up fifteen
0: thousand followers today. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and that was a big part of my training as a as a yoga practitioner was embracing the the totality of our humanity, where growing up and even into corporate America, we're not really taught to share those maybe less, um, what is perceived as a flattering side, right? Or a side that we want maybe people to see because we're afraid, you know, what if they really saw the truth of who I am? Well, maybe they wouldn't love me or like me or accept me. And what I found was the exact opposite and, um, well, just
0: to pause there, I didn't, I never saw this post. Yeah, so I'll, let's yeah, let's talk about yeah, the post. Yeah, let's go, go about there. The, I didn't know if you were gonna come back to yeah, it, but I wanted to make yeah, sure okay, that uh, yes, I was, that, was feeling lost. I didn't want anyone yes. else to feel. Yeah,
3: totally. So it was a post of me um hitting a four hundred five deadlift, and which I was, was like, yes, which was like massive for me. So just like I said, growing up, I was always the skinny guy. I was always made fun of. When I started working out, people teased me like, "Ha, ah, that's that's cute." You that's know, the worst. It is the it's, I'm not gonna. Curse. It was the <laughs> effing worst, <laughs> and and that kind of still lights. my too. Still lights my fire, and um,
1: you know, like uh, when I uh, went back to Hudson River, um. Mm-hmm. Uh, CrossFit Hudson Husband Husband River yeah. Athletics you know? Athletics yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my bad Yeah uh, Austin was there And then we were like Linked up with uh, uh, CrossFit Mayhem And then we just, just We were just exchanging notes And I was like You know You should start taking The supplements creatine, right, right. Rod did t- Glutamine You should start <laughs> like Taking like more carbs I still then, have my notes from Rod yeah. About he, all and that I yeah. listened, and, and I listened And then you know Like for me For him uh, He's like You know I just want to get stronger And I was like You know You'll get there I'm like, If you don't know anything About me It's like I'm the biggest supporter Of everybody you know yeah, you're rod, doing good yeah, rod definitely you're is. doing good for me it's like wow that's just you know that just inspired me to do better you know? yeah like you you do well you did your 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 marathon like oh wow that really inspires me he's doing better right now like it's it's really inspiring me it's you just, want people to win in your yeah, circle yeah. And, and rod Always.
3: and for people listening that don't know rod like rod 100 is real about it. and some people say that just to say that like rod
1: 100% yeah. is that type of person. Because I'm here, I'm, I'm here to serve the people. You know, as a leader, you want to serve the people. You don't just want to help them. You want to serve them. Yeah. You
0: know, yeah. actually, I, I was in Mass a couple weeks ago, and um, the priest said something that blew my mind. He's like, you know, as Catholics, we are meant to be an army of foot washers. Yeah. I was blown away by that. Like, you know, to be servants, you know, like Jesus washing feet of his disciples. Like, that's insane. I mean, my wife and I—we have this tradition in our family. Uh, Instead, you know, there's all these like weird um, cultural things that we do that don't seem to make sense. Like, no offense to anybody, but to have a bachelors party and then to go to a strip club—and like that doesn't make sense to me. Like, you're about to make this vow, but you know, true story about uh, me—I've never been to a strip club. Oh, good. Wow. <laughs> I've never been. Yeah, so like, there's like weird traditions like that, or even like the tradition of like getting the the. Uh, what's, the, what's that thing on the girl's leg garter belt? Is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah. That they, like, you know, your wife is on the dance floor, newly married, and you're exposing her leg in front of everybody. And it's supposed to be like sexy. It, it's, but it's it's weird to me. And I guess my family, we just never got into that. So uh, instead of doing that, we actually did like foot washing. So like uh, I, as, my, as the husband, would wash her feet as like to say I would serve her. You know, um, so that yeah, I, I, really I love that idea, you know, because, you know, being a person of faith, sometimes can, people can kind of get in the head like, oh, I'm, I'm faithful. I'm good. I'm I'm closer to God than you. or You know, not that anyone the here has that. Thou, yeah, right? the holy thou. But it really to be a servant to other people. I mean, even to the point of humiliation, you know, which That's is amazing. Thing. That's a huge part yeah. of it. So, I mean, like for you, like that, putting that post is... Kind of in a way of humiliation, you know, like it humbles you to, to say like, you know, whatever you think about me, whoever's looking at this, this is also part of me, too. And that's a service to other people, right? Because yes. you're exposing yourself at the risk of humiliation, you know, for whatever reason, you, you pulled the 405. That's
3: light. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's yeah, yeah. Yeah, go thanks, screw man, yourself. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, go go screw yourself. Keep doing <laughs> steroids, <laughs> and uh, you know, stay. That's a milestone. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's, like that's your a journey. Like, why would anyone zone. ever say that? And, you know, oh, that's not that's not a big deal. It's a big deal for you. For me,
3: it was it was life changing. Yeah, and know?
0: so you you like shared a part of yourself, and and it was to encourage other people who are on that journey because there there's someone today that can't hit three fifteen. You I know? was there. Yeah, yeah, so was I. So yeah. was I. Same. So, I mean, and so it's interesting how, like, you were able to do that, be vulnerable. I mean, what else did you talk about in yeah, that post?
3: Yeah, so let me, it's just to circle back to it. So it was, a, it was a very, it's on my Instagram if you, uh, anyone listening would like to see it. I'm going to look it's at that. It's a very yeah. uh, visceral, and it still kind of gets me visceral. So um, I had really committed to getting stronger, not by just wishing and praying for it, but by <laughs> doing the hard work of lifting heavy weights, killing myself. Um, you know, I won't even use that word. Killing myself, working hard yeah. and pushing working my hard. limits, yes. and, and pushing myself to the edge, and fueling, being relentless. Being, being relentless, and fueling, and eating, and studying, and and having great coaches like um, you know Jay, who's the uh, owner and one of the coaches at Hudson River Athletics, who's also been a real blessing in my life. I gotta He's meet also, this guy. Yeah, He's Jay, a Jay, is, Jay is a is a wonderful person, and yeah. you know he kind of took me under his wing and encouraged me. You know, like you know, you'll get stronger, man. Like just like Rod was saying, just give it time you know yeah, keep, time, yeah. keep keep getting after it so it this was the culmination of about six to seven months of hard work and i hadn't even tested my deadlift um going into it just one of the olympic lifting programs that i i follow had like build up to a heavy one rep max i was like oh cool
0: like, is this with mayhem or this, this was... is
3: uh, actually with invictus oh and okay I, so May- I, the, program, the, the yeah. main program i do is with CrossFit Mayhem, but I do Invictus because, nothing wrong with Mayhem's program, Invictus just gives the option to give you feedback. So uh, okay. I submit my videos to Jared Enderton. Oh, yeah. He's, no way. He's, he's Love, also, him. Love him. Jared's the man and has helped me and taught me. We never met, right? We just kind of virtually talk and I send him my videos and he sends me critiques. And because wait. he truly cares. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, and he cares, and in ways that I can be better. Um, And that's why I decided to do Invictus in conjunction with, with the CrossFit Mayhem um, so one of the Jared had wrote the program, you know, find a heavy deadlift for the day. And uh, I had, you know, hit some PRs and it was really like su- stoked. And Jay was like, dude, you can get four oh five. or I was like, no freaking way. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like before this, I think the heaviest I pulled was three fifty, which for wow, me, was even, that's a like, big jump. And I hadn't tested it, but I'd really worked hard and I'm really doing competitive training. And Jay was like, Dude, you got this. Like, you know, and then I, I I tend to get nervous and anxious and we'll get into that. So, I was like there and freaking like I hope I can get this. So, yeah, yeah. I'd set my camera up and I, you know, I I start working up towards 405, 315. I'm like, "Oh, it feels like money. Easy yeah, yeah. Then 350, then 375." And I'm like, "Okay, I I think I can do this." So, then 405 and, you know, I just go to pull it and it just comes up like it's like not even a uh, it's always a challenge but, but it wasn't I like I didn't get stuck yeah it didn't feel like super max. I could have probably went a little heavy yeah, I stopped yeah. there just because I was literally I mean eating. we do have
0: a barbell here we got we got plenty <laughs> we got plenty of weights we can do this today
3: for so us I I we'll build up
0: to it that'll be the that'll be the finale of that, I like so. that yeah yeah
3: so I was just so elated and overcome with joy and then the video has me I'm literally screaming I'm like,
1: yes yeah. yes he took his belt I take off. my just belt off and slammed. I
3: slammed it to the ground and you just hear me roar and i i didn't plan that celebration like i this once i hit it it's just something came over me and it was just this euphoria of like oh my god like hard work and dedication really is a thing it's not just a, a bumper sticker and it's not just the instagram saying if you work hard you can grow and push yourself and and reach levels and strength levels that you never even once thought were even possible so to to bring it all together. So I posted the video of me pulling the four Oh five. And then I just started crying hysterically because I, it hit me how far I had come in the past year. And this is to go back to the story a year ago, around this time on my 27th birthday, um, there's this like little beachfront in Hoboken. And if you're in Hoboken, you, you probably know where it is. It's kind of where the kayaks are. And, uh, I just found myself on this beachfront, laid out on the, this, like, in the sand, and I was miserable. I was full of anxiety. I was depressed. I couldn't, I couldn't believe I was in this, and it's still visceral for me, and I was just so scared. I was like, oh my God, this happened again. This was the second time, but this time was way worse. Depression, and you Depression ending. So you
0: experienced it in another time.
3: Two different times, but this was the real kind of, I kind of, like, got through it and kind of worked with it. And I remember crying and I called my mom and I told her like, you know, mom, I'm not doing well and God bless her soul, she did what she could. She was two hours away and just listened and talked to me and I love you, mom, if you listen to mm-hmm. this. And um, I remember that very vividly and I was just so scared and so uncertain and and, and it felt like I, I messed everything up in my life. I was meaning, like, I was like, why am I living in Hoboken? Why am I living alone? why did I decide not to go back to corporate America after being laid off? Why did I, who do I think I am to start my own yoga business and studio and walk this path? And it, it just, it just crushed me. It just, it destroyed me. And that's just to kind of tie it together. I already had a, uh, an experience going through depression and anxiety, like, really intense to where, like, I was afraid I was going to lose my job. I lost so much weight. People would call me, like, where have you been? Like, I like, ruined a lot of opportunities. And since I've cleared that up, kind of like a 12-step, like, I apologize for who I was during those periods
0: and for letting people down. And like, What was going on with you around that time? If you feel comfortable Yeah, sharing. totally.
3: You know, um, I think it was a few different factors, but my mother um, was struggling with her own mental health. And she had gotten so bad to the point where sometimes she would call me and just be so unstable and just be hysterical and want to, and you know, this may be a trigger warning for anyone, but like telling me that she wanted to commit suicide hmm. and you know, you just don't know how you're going to react when your mom tells you that. And I didn't know how to react and, uh, I kind of ignored it to be totally frank with everyone. And I, I just didn't know how to handle it. And, um, it was just like she'll be fine, and, and it just progressively got worse and worse, and then she um, had attempt did attempt suicide, and uh, I got the call from my brother, and my mom's doing great today. Just well, as thank, a, God. As a, yeah, thank God. As yeah, she's God bless her soul, and she's we'll get to her story too, but you know she attempted it and then i got the call and i remember very, i was i was actually just coming home from team for kids practice i was in my green shirt and my blue shorts and uh, my brother calls me he's like yeah so mom tried to kill herself and uh, she's at the hospital and i was just so angry you know and
0: with her yourself with the situation
3: at her, to be honest at her and and i just was so angry at her which i'm not even embarrassed that's just kind of how i dealt with those are your real
0: feelings and i
3: you know and obviously i went to the hospital but to anyone listening i I just couldn't bring myself to hug my own mother who just tried to kill herself i literally was just looking at her like with this like feeling of disgust i don't know i think it was a lot of my pain i just didn't know how to process it Mm -hmm. um it's also tough to see your own mom in a hospital, in bed, hospital bed with a person sitting next to her. So what, I don't know if anyone knows this, but if you attempt suicide and you check into a hospital, they have someone sit with you at all hours of the day just, just to make sure that you don't attempt suicide again and just to give you kind of that emotional support. And I remember that. and. It was just a really tough emotional time and i didn't handle that well and it just started a a spiral and i kind of just like shut it out and as we know things that you don't deal with are eventually going to come through some other way yeah you know you can't run from your problems and your challenges um forever which led me down into this really kind of tough situation of intense anxiety and i was never an anxious person before actually i've always been an anxious person i didn't know this until later (laughs) and going through a lot of therapy but it kind of kind of spiked and then the depression and I and I used to be that person that would be like you know depressions BS those people are just soft like yeah. those people just like there's just something wrong with that you know like come on like snap out of it and then so I, I was like oh wow this is no joke like and if you've ever been depressed it really feels like you know the, you'll never see the next day it feels like you're drowning and sorry to get like with these kind of heavy this is just real feelings that I had felt and so I then I took steps to heal including working with my mother, going to therapy and, and making, taking care of my mother and basically became my mom's caretaker at 26 or 25, which was also really heavy for me at the time. You know, you think your parents are, you think you'll take care of your parents one day at like when you're like 50 or 60 yeah. or 70, not at 25. Mm-hmm. When I could barely even take care of myself. And so that pressure I think just shattered me and I didn't know how to handle it. And, um, it got bad for about a month or two and then I actually got I started to heal a little bit and I got busy at the yoga studio and I started to tell people my story this was the first time and I found that was really cathartic and then I um, stayed in therapy and then I actually got way better fairly quickly and then this was a lesson from God I stopped going to therapy Ooh. and I st- and I yeah. stopped doing everything that made me feel and be better yeah. And then i don't think it helped that 2020 happened right we know 2020 That's was a perfect storm right like then 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 so just as i started to heal 2020 happened COVID happened i was laid off from my job um i was isolated from you know we're all we're felt off,
1: isolated yeah. from uh,
3: the community your friends you totally know, right so and then it, your friends it, to support you and it just kind of started to trickle back like i felt like i was regressing and i didn't really handle it well and in just little by little I didn't have much to do because so when I let, when I, when I was let go from corporate America, I really like put my foot in the ground. And I was like, I'm gonna create my own yoga business and studio and this is what I'm gonna do. And it went really well for two months, <laughs> right? So I had like that new fire and people were supporting and donating and I was doing all virtual classes at the time and it went really well until it didn't. And then I was faced yeah. with the reality of like, wow, so I don't have any of my old community. I don't have any of my uh, real close friends or any family around me. I'm living alone. I had just moved out of my apartment with my previous two roommates. So now I was by myself, and it's just kind of a perfect storm of one thing after the other. My mother had kind of relapsed back into her mental health, and then so this all happened throughout the summer. And then I really, as like I mentioned, really regretted everything. I was like. I should have got a corporate job. I should have went the safe route. What did I do? And it just got worse. And then I said, Oh my God, you know it would really suck if I got depressed and anxious again. And literally it's like I spoke it into existence. Mm. And then I just had found myself on the beach to bring it all back together. So those were those two kind of long periods of my life. And after that, I um, decided like, wow, I need a, I need help. And, um, I went. I reached back out to my therapists. I reached out to my parents. I called my dad, and God bless his soul. He was like, "Okay, this is okay. Like, we'll we'll get you through this. Uh, I love you, right? I love you. So just know that, and um, nothing to be too afraid of. And I know it's tough, but we'll we'll beat this together. And at the time, when you're depressed, you hear that, you're like, Yeah, okay, whatever. I'm never gonna be normal, quote unquote. And my dad just kind of, he didn't force me, but he really firmly made sure I started exercising, you know, and starting to, <laughs> starting to, and God bless his soul, I needed that, right? And to start to get, put myself and pick myself back up, back together. Now, slowly but surely, and this is what the, the post kind of entails all of this, but just like Cliff notes, you know, so going from absolute zero, like intense anxiety, intense depression, sleeping till 3 p.m., like legitimately just sleeping till three, four o'clock and I'd go to bed at like 10. So I was sleeping all day. I wasn't working. I wasn't doing yoga. I wasn't meditating. I lost my connection with God and spirituality. And I just was like in this terrifying and dark and scary place and little by little just kind of crawled my way out of that hole. And I see it now as kind of God's work of bringing me to my knees and really shattering that idea of who I thought I was and really giving birth to who I am now. And it's like uh, in yoga, we say, be willing to come apart. It's like the Phoenix analogy. You know, when a Phoenix dies, it's reborn,
1: reborn yeah.
3: from the ashes. From and dark that, to light. Yeah. And that's basically what happened to me. I, I, my old way of living wasn't working anymore. And I realized that things had to change. And it just started by forcing myself to the gym in Hudson River Athletics, which is, you know, basically my second home. I'm there all the time. It's Jay nice Jay had um, and he knows this and he I don't even think he knew at the time, literally just in passing, was like, Hey dude, you wanna work out together? <laughs> and I was like yeah. All right. Fine.
0: Oh, this is like when you were still feeling down. Like totally. Out of, out of yeah. nowhere, he just hit you up.
3: I so I was no, I was at the gym. Oh, so this okay, was, okay. So I, my dad and I was working out with my dad, and it was fun, right? And me and my dad were doing what we could, but I was like, I really miss CrossFit, and and I want to like show my dad CrossFit because he's yeah. coming to this CrossFit gym, but he was like doing body. Your dad running. was
0: actually going to Hudson River as for well. Me, for he's me, so good. my oh, that's so cool. My, my
3: dad drove every day from Brooklyn. to Wow, uh, to Hoboken. what a dad. And, yeah, he really is a very special person. Oh my in god, my life. that's goals. That's and, goals. Um, as we started working out, Jay and A- was like, hey, me and Alex are training, and we seem to always be working out at the same time you and your dad. Like, why don't we just all work out together? So I was like, fine, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> and not knowing what ha- would come of it. And um, so just little by little started doing yoga again and started teaching and and um, doing what I needed to do to heal. And then here's where kind of like – but I still kind of – something was missing, and I still like, didn't have my faith. And I kind of had lost the that connection to God, the presence, whatever you want to call it, the universe. Um, and then Jay said, "Hey, we're doing CrossFit Mayhem. You should do it with us. Like, it, you said, this is the way you don't have to write workouts for your dad. It has masters programs, it has competitive programs, it has everything, team programs, team programs yeah. for all of us. And he's like, yeah. they, all, and he's like, and also like they have this thing about faith. If you're interested in it, and how the Mayhem community." deals with adversity and then just their day-to-day life with faith mm-hmm. um so i was like okay and this, and i got hooked just on on the program and then just like kind of like little little by little by those most of this like rich froning and all of them are right there's a the pray hat here i'm wearing a shirt that says serve right there real staunch supporters and believers in god and jesus and faith and and the good book right and the good word and um
1: Praise the Lord It just kind of
3: <laughs> Yeah And it just kind of shattered me And I was just like Oh my God I found God again Through CrossFit How Unlikely
0: Yeah Yeah
3: How Unexpected And It, it just Reminded me of like God's always there And there's this saying In, in He's a faithful God Is that God. Even Even when you let go Of God's hand God doesn't let go Of your hand mm. And I really felt it and I was like, wow, he put me through all of this for a reason. And I just, as I started to heal and get the fire and remembered into, to, remembering to remember God and remembering to remember people and humanity and started to heal and really just like fell in love with CrossFit in a new way and fell in love with my and just like, wow, this is like, I can be healthy and I don't need to cope with anything and I can help people. And then, so all again, just to that post, Crying hysterically because it hit me and I had forgotten where it came from because once you start to feel better I don't know for anyone listening if you've gone through depression and anxiety It's not like you wake up one day and you feel better Absolutely, Like not. it's a it's yeah. a slow progression Over many months and just you just slowly start to feel better and better and better and better and better and you just forget where you
0: if you're doing the disciplines, the practice, right, right, the yeah. devotions to actually get better, right? Because with depression, it's not like this thing that just, uh, it's not like a fever that comes and goes or a cough that comes and goes. It's 24-7. Yeah, it's like, and, and uh, if you're not doing anything to come out of it, even if it's, uh, you know, even something as small as walking around the block, you know, once a day. Yeah. You know, a lot with depression, it's just you feel no motivation to do anything. You don't eat properly. You don't sleep properly. You know, and, and for some people, the su- uh, suicidal thoughts come. Absolutely, you know? I had suicidal. Yeah. I never
3: attempted, um, but I had suicidal thoughts. Yeah,
0: and it's a scary, it's a scary thing to have that because it's. it's but really, I mean, that's that's hopelessness. You know, um, one of my my favorite terms in mental health. It, it sounds weird that it's my favorite term, but, but the term is anhedonia. Anhedonia. Do you know this word? It's my favorite, so I want really want to stop and highlight it. It yeah. means um, to to lack pleasure like in anything. So let's just say, you know, you enjoyed painting, but now you don't enjoy painting and now you're like running. That's not anhedonia. It's like anything that gave you pleasure once before does not. And there's nothing you could do. You can, you can try doing it, but it's not going to give you any joy at all. Not going to give you any life. So everything is drab and gray. And if you're not living, what's the point, you know, and that's really what happens with depression, you know, but then you can do things to, to kind of spark, you know, um, you know, improvement. Right. So it sounds like, uh, Yes, there was like this, uh, like a phoenix rising from the ashes, but I mean, it's interesting that you were just doing the old disciplines, right? Yeah, I just came came back to them. You just came right back to them. Um, I experienced the same thing with running. Like, I noticed my mood is better when I'm consistently running. Um, There's this quote from Eric Liddell. He's, uh, you ever heard of the movie Chariots of Fire? I haven't. Oh, uh, you know, it's an older movie and I'm not really into old movies, um, but uh, I I wanted to start watching like movies about running, you Mm -hmm. know? And so Eric Liddell, he's a he's a actually a rugby player, but then he gets um, you know a ticket to the Olympics, and uh, his whole thing was um, his race was scheduled for a Sunday, but he was a Christian, and he was so staunchly against uh, doing anything but resting on the Lord's day. I mean, I, I've, I've done a marathon on a Sunday, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not like that staunch. Like no, absolutely not. But um, so he said that he was not going to run, and so it was a big problem with with like the Olympics. Um, but luckily some other runner um, uh, agreed to take his place for that run, and he did a whole nother event, wow. like which was not his specialty, and ended up winning that specialty. So when he went to go train, um, he was also supposed to, uh, supposed to be doing missionary work. That was the deal. Like he can go to this place to train as long as he does his missionary work. But then the running and the training took precedence, and, and um, so it was a problem for him and like his church, you know, for him to not be doing the missionary work. and. Um, so he said he has this quote. I had to look it up because it's just so good, and I don't want to mess it up. He says, uh, "I believe God made me for a purpose, but also He made me fast. And when I run, I feel His pleasure." You know, when I heard that, I'm like, "Oh God, I feel that all the time." Like when yeah. I when I do my long runs, and you probably experienced this in your yoga practice or even in running. Like, I mean, like the best things that you would imagine God would kind of give you insight to it's like you get them only in that fire always only in that fire a hard crossfit workout you know like where you're dying
1: oh i i get it all the time that's my favorite place to be oh my gosh to me it's just like um somebody asked me like uh how can you get into that pain cave and then to me it's like there's like you don't understand that's where god is i mean i find god but nothing compares to the pain that jesus christ went on the cross like nothing so like to me it's just like oh this is just a workout like imagine jesus was there like he gave his life for us like
0: did you ever see the passion of the christ yes oh yeah painful to watch oh, painful of course. to watch, i cried I, I will yeah it's funny you know what, what uh, just a quick sidebar i saw endgame in the theaters uh spoiler alert for anyone who saw endgame i'm, I'm gonna talk about it you know funny austin hasn't seen it. i'm I'm, I'm mad about this right now it, no. but uh <laughs> Uh, if you want to close your ears, you can, That's or cover okay. your years. So at the end of the movie, uh, Tony Stark like dies, you know? And uh, I heard more, more tears in the theater <laughs> when Tony Stark died than I did watching The Passion of the Christ. I'm like, this is wild. Like, <laughs> this right. is wild. I mean, uh, um, it was a very emotional scene, though. Uh, RIP Tony Stark, you know? Um, but um, yeah, in The Passion of the Christ, I'll never forget. They were doing, they had the scene of the uh, scourging at the pillar. And, you know, as a Christian, you, you hear that term, but like, you know, you don't conceptualize it in your mind of what that was like. So it was like this whip that had bones at the end of it. And so in the movie, he gets whipped and then on his back and then they pull away the, the whip and then you see his skin just tear off. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, who cares about the muscle up and your freaking callus coming off? I mean, there's a little whip. Yes, yeah, so I hear you. Like, you know, like no suffering can even compare. 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 N-
1: no, nothing.
0: But what but I, I really love, too, is just, like, I feel like when you're in that fire, like, you can only get to that place after being in it. Like, when you're on a run, you won't get that your mile one, mile no, two. You no. get that mile five, six, seven, eight, maybe. You have to earn that. Yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't just come. happen. It's yeah. not just going to happen. You know, it was always my—I my, noticed this when I started doing endurance events, so I started doing marathons and triathlons. And, uh, and I, I, was, I was kind of inspired. I was like, I want to start, a, like, a racing team. And I wanted to call it Burning Bush uh, because, uh, you know, like, the Burning Bush of— um, uh, where Moses, I mean, yeah, Moses, um, God spoke to uh, mm-hmm. Moses through this burning bush, yeah. right? Which is kind of a weird thing, like a bush speaking, what's the significance of that? But every time I did these long endurance runs, like once I get to the last few miles, like I feel like that's where like, God's telling me, hey, this in your life, this could be fixed. You're doing good here. Yeah. Uh, or you know what, maybe you need to back up on this. You get that connection
1: with God. Yes, Even yes. a deeper connection. Oh my, or, and it's... So all of a sudden you just have this hand, like... Yes, the, you don't see it, but it's just so that. It's energy. Energy. Yeah. Yes, yes, and got uh, hand.
0: and that you can't tell someone. You can't just share with someone. If you do this, this is what's going to happen. Like, I'm sure even with therapy, like you could talk to someone who's depressed and say, "Hey, I went through therapy, and you know, I, I was able to progress this way and that way, and now, like now, I realized my thinking was fault. You know, was probably not the best. You know, and it really worked." worked it out through therapy and someone who hasn't been through therapy they see it as like oh i have to pay this much to do this right. or like what's someone gonna tell me i don't need a life coach which well, they, is they it, don't <laughs> see
3: the effects right away too they're no. like wow i went to two therapy sessions and i feel the same and oh it's like, my gosh yes, it's it's, it's six gonna, six gonna months, take some time six months
0: minimum <laughs> it's gonna take some time through. you know and it's just like uh, crossfit right like oh when what am i gonna you know look better uh, when am I, yeah when am i gonna look better right. when i'm gonna hit a a 405 deadlift i can lift 135 right now but it i want to hit 405 time. yeah you just gotta trust the process. Absolutely, it's everything.
3: Process is everything.
0: Oh man, I'm all lit up right now. You want to break out that barbell? I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, just a yeah. dead. So, uh So, so you made that post, and then you reconnected with Jay, and you started working out with him. And what happened from there? Yeah.
3: So, so that post was I mean, maybe two months ago, fairly recently. Yeah. And this was I was much further along in my healing journey, and um, so it just hit me, like, whoa holy mo, like, wow, I really come far. Wow, I'm, like, unrecognizable from who I was. And it was just the real, like, you know, we could hear something or read something and be like, yeah, you know, change is possible and I can grow. And and I think that's the first step. But until you, like, viscerally experience something or, like, something is, like, your own experience, not just what, like, you know, and I love the self-help, culture but it's kind of like yes that's all great but someone telling me that i can do all this this is different than me having that inner belief and to that fire that inner fire of like no no i can change i can grow i can do amazing wonderful things if i put my mind to it if i trust in god and the universe and um, i'm kind to people and and i and i serve the greater good and i just kind of feel like that was just it was really eye-opening for me to be like no, no, Like I can change anything about myself. Maybe not anything, right? But I can change my circumstances. I can change my business. I can grow.
1: Everything's if, under your control. Yeah, there's
3: so much that's in, you know, we say a lot, like there's not a lot in our control, but hey, there is a lot that's in your control. And I always tell people, if you just start with those daily disciplines, those little seemingly insignificant shifts here and shifts there, that's the process of changing your life. It's not just this one aha moment. It's that daily grind. Sometimes it's really monotonous. Sometimes it's really mundane. Sometimes it feels like going through the motion, but of disciplining yourself. And that's where yoga and meditation, I learned that in a real way and had instilled that belief and approach to how I do everything to the best of my ability. And do I forget? Yes, but to the best of my ability, remember, do things the right way. Don't cut corners. Remember, it's the big things are a, a culmination of a bunch of little things done, right? Again and again and again.
0: Absolutely. You know, I, I did um an episode on my uh, a good friend of mine uh his name is uh Johnny but we call we all call him mute. They have this podcast uh Clean's Kicks and Coffee, I believe. So it was all about the um the uh what do you call it? the what is it called? Not um, the law of attraction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the whole episode really supposed to be like knocking the law of attraction, you know. Um and, uh, and and uh or, or using it, whatever whatever the case was. But there was something I wanted to say on that, and I was always, you know, I've talked to Mute about, like, getting him on uh, a podcast with me to kind of discuss it. But there was something that just really bugged me about the law of attraction. You know, people think that if I want this, I can have it. I just got to do the work, blah, 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 blah. That is 100% true. You know, that's 100% true. But I think, you know, in terms of, you know, people like us who have, like, this faith mindset, you know, where we know that, like, you know, we get our power from God. Like, anything anything that we do should be to glorify God, you know? So like, Always. We, mm-hmm. I mean, I can have the goal. I want to run a marathon. I can have the goal. I want to have, uh, you know, this much money or I want to have this many kids if my wife was willing mm-hmm. uh, or whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, I think the, the one advantage that we have, the one insight we have is that we can pray and meditate on like, God, is this a goal that you want me to have? And, you know, and to really be honest with that, you know, versus like chasing something that we think is going to be good for us. Because I mean, you know, uh, you can chase money, you know? Right. You can chase money and, uh, you know, get all the money in the world, but like, what did you do to get it, and what is it for, you know? Chasing money for the sake of money, or fitness even, you know? Um, and, yeah, but at the
1: end of the day, that's not the bank account that God it's, it's absolutely about. It's absolutely not, you know?
0: Right. Because, you know, whether you make a million, you know, if you make a million dollars, you know, going from making, say, $50,000, $100,000 a year, you become someone different, you know? Absolutely. You become someone different, so do you become a better person? Do, I forget his name, but another um, kind of motivational speaker, Jim Rowan, I think he says this, Um, make it your goal to make a million dollars. And then once you get the million dollars, give it away because it's not about the money. It's about who you become in the process, you know? Mm -hmm. So like to really be able to pray on like, you know, God, is this the direction you want me to go? Like always to be mindful of that. I mean, for me, I'm always doing that. And I can see in the past, like a fitness example. I've always wanted to deadlift 600 pounds, you know, and that was my goal. I, I didn't care what I had to do. I even had the thought to myself: if I hurt myself, it'd be worth it. I You're swear right, to God, right. I I really I really felt that. But uh, so I hit a 555, and I remember. It's um, awesome. Uh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it, heavy. If, if, it, if yeah, but you know what? I remember I was I was ready above my knees, and I heard a, uh... and I was like, you know what? I'm not on the ground. I'm gonna keep going. So I did it but like you know now like I'm on this journey of like healing you know like I mean wow. I mean this was going back maybe 2 years ago and like a year ago my back started hurting you know so I've been in physical therapy acupuncture I've done all these things now I'm doing the pilates so I'm seeing like what was the goal of me lifting 555 did I pray on that I don't think I ever prayed I never prayed god should I do this or mm-hmm. god is this something you want me to do or mm-hmm. uh it was more for like your own. Glory. I wanted the goal, like yep. I wanted like the the dopamine hit of the goal. Totally. And I wanted the respect of the goal. You know, like I hit a five fifty five. You know, yeah. You know, whatever. Cause, I mean, and in the, in the gym we used to go to, we had like the 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 leaderboard, the leaderboard, leaderboard like right. who had the highest deadlift. So people would trash talk, and I was very much like trying to tell people who i was and you know not respect me but like now i realize
1: well the only approval you know you, you need is the approval of your father
0: i wish you were here uh two years
1: ago before yeah. i tried
0: that deadlift <laughs> yeah. that's what i always tell myself yeah.
1: you know like the only person i try to impress is my father yeah. which is god and yeah. then whoever doesn't get impressed yeah it's whatever that's the thing you know? and and i think that's such like a, a,
0: a beautiful kind of like way to even hyper focus the goal you know yeah. so like we know, like, if you're doing something, like, now, like, with my family, like, you know, who do I spend time with? You know, God, do you want me to spend time with this person, that person? Do you want me to do this? Even these podcast episodes, like, I got to talk to my wife, and we have to discuss it, like, what's it for? What's the goal? You know, is it going to be glorifying to God? Is it not? Is it, like, you know, so, um, yeah, I think that's just a beautiful thing that we have with our faith, because, I mean, there are goals to chase all the time. I mean, if you wanted to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, you could, you know, but, you know, what's it for? So, um, but no, I mean, you and your journey and like your experience, I mean, I really do appreciate the, I, um, you being able to be very vulnerable about depression and anxiety. Cause you know, it's not very quote unquote, uh, American manly to be able to right. express yourself and then to even share your mom's journey. I, I, I almost started crying. I was like, yeah. but I have all this electronic equipment. I can't, I can't. <laughs> it, was a t-
3: it was a really tough time in my life. Man. How's your mom doing now? She's doing wonderful actually. Oh, thank God. You know, God bless her soul. She's doing Thank God. absolutely wonderful. And to me, I, I, I keep that perspective of like, whoa, so we have to go through that journey together. And um, her and I wouldn't be who we are today. And um, not that I wish any of that on anyone or her ever again, but just like you said, right? You get million, ten million million, 10 million bucks. You can't change that, yeah. you know? And that's just, it's just shaped who she is, who I am, that sense of self of like, who I thought I was and and and, and really you know to back to to God and and to and remembering that I I learned that you know if it's just about me it, it it could work but it's kind of playing small and if and kind of like my best ideas and there's always like kind of self you could self sabotage but if I made my yoga studio and my delivery of yoga about serving other people of uh, taking care of other people in the best way that i can and i'm not always perfect at this and i forget this and sometimes i get very selfish just to be totally transparent but this is at least my intention and like you said you that's where meditation helps and prayer and to like okay sometimes most of the time before class i'll literally be like, god please help me serve these people don't know just that. help serve please god help me serve these people and so my students know I don't plan my yoga classes and I talk for basically 60 minutes straight and um Obviously, I've got to max
0: out that sultry voice, man. Right. Use it. <laughs> there you go. And then I,
3: I basically, I, um, I've um, i obviously done the work. Many, many years. Many, many repetitions. It ma- just comes
1: naturally. Much, How many lo- years total? You've a done lot of stuff.
3: I've been teaching. Honestly, uh, I'll be practicing six years. Wow. You know, and teaching for five. And I know that's kind of soon to teach. But I taught as like a learning opportunity. Like basically, like here's what we teach. Here are the, the ways to do it. And I was always taught. And I always taught under supervision for like the first two two years. So then, eventually, I was able to just share it, and you know, and some a lot of people ask me that, like, oh, so you must be really good at yoga, and it's like, um, you know, that's a very American belief, right? <laughs> like, right, right, You know, first of all, what is, what do you mean, good at yoga? And like, yeah, I'm teasing. It's like, yeah, okay, like, do like, obviously, you should be able to do the practice, but how do you define like if Rodrigo did. Yoga and you did yoga and I did yoga. It's going to be a totally different experience for the hundred for the mm-hmm. three of us. You and, see
0: this man stretch? Like, <laughs> you would think he's doing yoga. Like <laughs> this guy, he's on like two boxes and a kettlebell, and he's like touching the floor, like with the bottom. I'm like, how are you even? So well,
3: that's a great point because then it's like, okay, what about the person that can't do that? Hello, and, that's and, me. And does that I barely touch my knees? And do you see how limiting that could be? Yeah. And and so that's a big part of my work is is just getting people to their mat, and it's like just. And I always say, I always say, just let go, right? Yeah. Like, you know, God, the universe, whatever you believe in, brought you here. Mm. And for me, yoga teaching, as I have grown and developed, and I thank my teachers for this, has become an expression of. And I don't mean to say this in a way that sounds maybe arrogant or anything like pompous. It's really just been an expression of how can I channel God through through myself to to serve my students and. Say it in a different way. If you've ever watched Oprah or Dr. Wayne Dyer, who's no longer around uh, anymore, I love Dr. Wayne Dyer. I, I used Dyer. to, but I, be, I believe in studying in the greats. Like they're great for a reason. Like what yeah. could we learn from them? And they're all very spiritual in their own ways. And Dr. Wayne Dyer would say, that's what I kind of stole from him. He would just say, how may I serve? Mm. He would always ask himself that before. he talked to millions of, sometimes, you know, maybe not millions at one time, but he's reached millions of people. Yeah. Oprah, the same thing would be like, I'm paraphrasing, but Oprah would say something along the lines of, like, God, and I got this from my mom. She taught me this. God, please use me to the highest capacity that I'm able to be used in serving other people. Wow. And I try to remember that because my best yoga classes, when I say best, let's define that, right? The classes that I can reach someone.
1: Make a change. Make
3: a change. Inspire someone. Maybe help someone hold on just a minute longer or something. Ch- transform somebody's experience of themselves. Are never when I'm focused on, do I look good? Do I sound good? Do my students like me? Do I sound awkward? Goodbye, right? Yeah, my, yeah. I'm, I'm toast. But if I can really ground myself, and this is why meditation is really important to me and yoga, and to me that's kind of, and prayer, um, I, I will say I don't necessarily sit and talk to God, my prayer is sitting in silence Mm -hmm. and and allowing like similar to what both of you said, what does God want me to do? And Mm -hmm. i totally believe that like those insights are from the universe, from God serving the highest good. And I, whenever I follow those, it it works 99% of the time. So that's a huge discipline of mine before I teach is like getting empty, getting Austin out of the way to the best degree I can and just really being empty so that whatever comes through me, I know is necessary, and I've seen it. And my teachers used to say this all the time. I'd be like, "That's a load of BS." Yeah. Like you lying, blah blah blah. Like no way, how? I, and then I was like, "Wow, I get it." But you have to get yourself, and similar to like we were saying, you know, on the run, right? Or the, the like when Rod's in that tough place in the CrossFit workout, you got to get yourself to that place. So for me to get myself to that place to really channel they right, the kind of the highest like or best things that would want to come through me to serve other people. I need to discipline myself. I need to meditate. I need to be healthy. I need to be eating right. I need to be sleeping. I can't be hungover and all, and all these things.
0: Socialize with people, Social, be in the like, community.
3: To, to, oh, and that's a great point, yeah. Sal. It's like my, also I make it a practice to get to class 15 to 20 minutes early and just hi. Yeah. Hey, welcome. How's your day going? How's your day going? Because then it, it reminds me like, oh, my God, I'm just – connecting with other people i'm not a teacher and yeah all right that's part of my job right yoga teacher but when i get caught up in that it's then then it's ego it's me 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 i i i No god right and then like i teach an okay class and but it's just kind of like but if i can really like you said serve people and like go talk to someone like hey rod how's how's it going yeah and say hi to you and then say hi to you and say hi to that person and say hi to the person in the corner who maybe thought that they weren't important enough to be said hi to, I make it a point to say hi to all of my students and say goodbye to all of my students because I want them to know that that. they matter. And um, I just, I, I do my best to keep their best intentions in heart. And that's back to what you said, like that time with God, prayer, meditation, stillness. And for those listening, maybe you're like, I'm interested, but maybe it's not prayer for me. Whatever that thing is, you know, whatever that thing is that you can get silent, and just spend time in reflecting, it's gonna help you serve that bigger energy source instead of just ourselves. So that's what I try to stay rooted in.
0: And that, you know what I love about that is, uh, you know, as human beings, we have absolute free will. You can choose to do whatever you want to do in this life. No one. For the better or for worse, you know? I mean, there are laws, obviously, you know, and you suffer the consequence of a law, good or bad. You know, So whatever it is you're doing, it's... It's it's, your own choices. It's your own life. Yeah, but like the fact that uh, you, Rod, I mean, it's interesting that you start a class and and you like kind of make that prayer or that intention. Yeah. You know, uh, when I sit down to do my work, you know, now I'm virtually, so I'm seeing all my patients, you know, uh, for, you know, follow-up psychiatric appointments. Uh, Virtually, you know, all my which is incredible yeah, work, very important it's, work. It's, um, uh, you know, I see for me, it's like a calling. So every time I, uh, on my better days, I'll yeah. like start with a sign across on my head, you know, like yeah. God, get my, get my, get me focused, like take me out of the way. Cause I'm a, yeah, I could be a, you know, whatever, a bumbling idiot, Or you know, <laughs> it's, it's so real, or, yeah. or I can, or I can get my feelings involved in this, you know, but. Use like the wisdom you've given me, the intellect, the the knowledge and help me to impart this and to do it in a loving way. Because you can use whatever words you want, you know, so you even choose the words and the way you say them to uh, have an effect on the person. And if you're not in the right space, you can use the right words, but the way you say it, your facial expression, like you got to make a choice to do that. And for you to send to yourself, I know Rod does this too, like. Rod always says bye to me after class. Every yeah. single time. He never he never Irish goodbyes me. <laughs> he always says good morning. And even when I come in and they're starting a class and I'm in the bathroom, you know, dropping the kids off at the pool uh, because I do that before class. Right. Uh, Rod would be like, we Sal. I know I saw Sal in here. Like mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. And it's important, right? How does that make right. you feel? Oh, I'm like, oh, they're thinking about me. Yeah. But I'm here. I'm here, like doing my business. I can't rush out right now. But I'm smiling, yeah, you know, because yeah. he thought about me. He didn't just start the class, you know.
1: No, no, we we always start on yeah, time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But, but we always start on time. <laughs> we, we always start, start on time. time.
0: But like, uh, we don't have to do these things. But the fact that you want to, like, channel, like, you know, what God wants to do for the highest good is just like amazing, you know. And I think that's a beautiful gift about like, you know, being human, you know, it's kind of tough because I'm, I'm sure we all wish that we felt like getting up and running in the morning or getting up and coaching or getting up and uh, or eating salad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we wish right. we would just do these things on automatic. But like uh, the fact that we, you know, choose with our free will to do things the right way, you know, because there, course, is, there you, is a right you way. You just got to find your purpose. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I think everyone has to find that individually for themselves, you know, you know what you've said it a couple of times, but like, you know, whatever you find that. It is for you that gets you to that point i mean i've heard it before that uh you know some people will never step into a church or open a bible you know you are the church you are that bible that they're going to open up and read or they're going to walk into you know so share your story because i mean yeah i mean it's not like it's going to happen this is human life like
1: people are just never going to enter in that zone there's some people that are just lost and then they need the guidance yeah yeah
0: i mean and the thing is to remember that also we can at the drop of a hat, and be lost, you know? And I think for me, yes. like, I I honestly uh, thought that I was in a great space when I was not last year, you know, and um, and to see where I was, like, now I have this, like, humility, like, nope, I can go south real <laughs> that's, easy. That's the key. Man. I can go yeah, south yeah, real easy. Yeah, um, it's interesting. You glossed over it quickly, but I wanted to kind of touch on it. Sure. This and something else. So remind me, this and then going into meditation, because I want to talk about that, too. But sure. Um, sure. You said something like a 12-step. You know, like you did, st- you you talk to people something like a twelve step. Like, what do you have an experience with like twelve step work?
3: So, um, personally, no, and I um, but sim, I'm versed in it in the sense of I uh, studied psychology in college, and um, I've had family members who were addicts. And mm. um, did you
0: ever do um, uh, Al-Anon or anything like that?
3: Nope, I haven't. But I just I knew that the that a part of the process in the 12 steps, and I've had also friends that have gone through recovery. So Mm -hmm. me personally hasn't, but I know people that have gone through it. And, um, I know a big part of that. And this was just kind of a big part of what I learned in yoga training. Cause so much of yoga training isn't about being spiritual. It's about being a better human being and taking, cleaning up your messes. And like some people sign up for yoga. They're like, why, why do I got to call someone and apologize? Like we got work to do there." Yeah. And many times we don't want to do that hard work of, of calling someone, being the bigger person saying like, Hey, like differences aside, I think we could still salvage a relationship here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for anything that I did that, um, hurt you. And, you know, I don't think that we ever really mean to truly hurt someone. I think we just act out of our own pain. And many times people are on the receiving end of that and yoga and kind of like that 12 step kind of idea and therapy is like showing me all the ways that many times growing up that i've hurt others out of my own pain Mm. out of because i didn't know how to deal with my own sorrow and my own pain and so what do we do we lash out you know screw you and you're a terrible person without looking in in the mirror and being like well how did i actually play a role in this drama between me and another person because we don't live in a vacuum and and i really believe that something could could not be your fault but can we go past who's right, who's wrong and, and connect? And yoga is really big on that. And like, just remember that connection of it's human to human first. Yeah. If you want to get spiritual, fine. But like, let's, let's connect, you know, person to person, human to human. And remember there is goodness in both of us. And, and I don't think either of us really want to hurt each other. Um, so I went off a little tangent there, but just to kind of circle back to that, that kind of clearing well, it's actually, it's all related. So part of that is we call it a clearing in yoga. So if you've done something wrong, and we say wrong, not like good and bad, right, and wrong, but if you've wronged someone or you, you know, trespass against someone, right? God, um, forgive us our trespasses and we forgive those who trespass against us. Yeah. What a beautiful line. Yeah. Because we're going to have some trespasses against them. We're going to do some wrongs to other people, no matter how much we want to s- stick to our faith. It's just we're human. Yeah. yeah, we're human. And 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 I think the practice is not being perfect, but of just clear, cleaning it up and clearing it, when you notice that you've done those wrongs and so for an example I was supposed to, I had a few like and it's very uncharacteristic of me um I would just wake up and like an hour or two half hour or two text like my boss or people that were expecting me and be like hey I can't come and I was too embarrassed to share back then this I know I'm growing and healing that I was going through mental health I just made some bullshit up about excuse my language no
0: it's about, fine this is I, a this is I, I, a uh, PG-13 okay. uh, rated RMA you know fine it's okay <laughs> right,
3: so I just made some bullshit up out like oh my stomach hurts I have a fever blah 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 you know I was I was hurting but mentally and it just caused a lot of messes for a lot of people and I there was this yoga studio at the time and this isn't a secret um where I used to work at in Manhattan and um they were expecting me to be a really important part of their yoga teacher training and I had all these roles that I was gonna do and I was so gung-ho for it until I met this battle of, of anxiety and depression. And then when it happened, I was like, there was no way in, in hell I'll be able to do this. I couldn't even sit in a room for more than like 20 minutes without, mm. I used to have to go outside every, like, because the anxiety was so intense until I learned how to deal with it. So literally like a day before, I call, I didn't call, I texted, right? I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna be part of the training anymore, I gotta cancel And like, Everyone was just like, okay, and I didn't. Mm. And I think if I would have opened up and be like, I'm actually really struggling. I'm actually in a lot of pain. I can't do. That. I just made up that excuse, and it caused a division between me and this woman. And um, and we it, we have since cleared. Uh, but basically, once I started to heal, I was like, wow, I let a lot of people down, but I didn't mm. mean to.
0: Yeah, you just couldn't.
3: I just couldn't. Mm. But I, and so as I healed, I re- reached out to those people. And first it said, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I apologize. I see the the mess that it caused in your life. And that's the thing that yoga and meditation really helps is like we realize that how interconnected we all are. And that's like, you know, like you said, like Rod says hi to you and makes you smile. Like maybe that's going to make you now say hi to that other person or say hi to your kids and be in a warmer mood. And it's like, wow, like we're really all interconnected. And I caused a mess. It, you know, and they had to scramble and fill my role and give that responsibility to someone and I caused them stress So it's like that clearing of like I'm sorry not even like, you know, here, here's why here's my excuse. We just start yeah. with like arms down. Yeah hard open I'm sorry. Yeah, I know I did you wrong and I caused some sort of pain whether if it was knowingly or unknowingly yeah, will you forgive me and Luckily and thankfully, they all totally understood and yeah. totally forgave me and cried because they were like, "If we had only known, we would have been able to help you." Yeah. And it didn't have to. You didn't have to go into a hole for two months and then make a whole mess. But you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But yeah. that was what I meant by clearing up and yeah. saying I'm sorry and who and also similar to the twelve part process, a uh, twelve step process then we kind of make a declaration. Of who we've been so like for example in our relationship um, you know I've been selfish and going forward it's my intention to be more less selfish and to consider your feelings and it's really just that you're mending the relationship yeah but not from a place of ego
0: see I I I, um I worked in a in a program that was heavily 12-step based you know and um, it'd be so nice because I mean it's it's not it's not meant to be religious. It does have Christian backing. Yes. So I didn't know this. Each each step is uh, is taken from like a Bible verse. And I didn't know I didn't that. Know that I didn't know that okay, until cool. I actually went to a 5K uh, to support the Market Street Mission in Morristown. Uh-huh. And so I knew the Market Street Mission was like a, a place where they would do, uh, they have like a sober living situations for, for homeless men who are recovering from drugs and alcohol. That's incredible. Um, so I didn't even know they were 12 steps based. But then when I went to the race, they had a big cross and they had the 12 steps uh, on these posters. And each step had like a verse associated with it, Oh wow! which I thought was interesting. And I, I meant to take a picture of it, but I was so hyped up uh, at the beginning of the race. I was like, I just was focused on it. And by the time I finished the race, uh, they had taken all of it down. Oh, uh, but I mean, I'm sure late. I can look it up, you know, but yeah. Um, uh, you know learning about the steps i'm like man what if just all of society went through the steps you know like it'd be so much better because i think there's so many people who could do better introspection on themselves and how they could be a better person and then speak to the people who they may have offended or may have like issues with and and make those amends because that's what they'll call it in aa Mm and a is they'll they'll say it's amends which is similar to clearing it's the same same thing thing. same thing thing. but to make amends with yourself like this is who i was i don't want to be this and while I was that, this is who I've offended, and let me talk to this person. And it, those are hard conversations. I mean, I've had those. They're the
3: hardest conversations because they they hard. they're real. Oof, they are. They're hard. Yeah, because they're real.
0: And 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 they show like a weakness. I mean, just just the other week, Rod was actually there. Uh, you know, uh, the the head coach uh, over at Reinvented. You know, me and him, we have a relationship where we joke each, with each other, curse each other out, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, and so it was just getting like heightened, and uh, I had an issue with. Um, with one of the staff there who said like you know something that kind of triggered me and like touched me and i just was like don't heaven touch me And, and and i i just went like wild and everyone anyone who knows me knows that i'm the nicest person uh but if i'm if i snap like it's it's gone it's over you know and i like yelled and i cursed like in front of like eight people who went there to work out you know and I felt so terrible about it all day you know and I was like man how do I how do I mend this because that that wasn't my best self
3: yeah, it didn't sit right with you it didn't
0: sit right with me and it wasn't so much like I want people to like me you know I had to even have introspection on that like I'm am I concerned about how these people see me now but like no it's just like I know that wasn't my best self and I think this is a hard part about being a Christian or saying that you love God right like if you do like for me it's been a problem for me to uh in 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 the, in the idea of hiding our not hiding our fire, you know. Um, I, I remember I went to something called uh, Faith RX. You guys familiar with that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So Faith RX, you know, uh, went to a weekend with them, and so it's basically like workouts and, and at the end training. Of the night, you, you but then there's prayer, like yeah. yeah, but then there's prayers, right. there's discussion talking, groups, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. one thing I said to uh, one of the coaches was, you know, like. Uh, Part of me is afraid of telling people that I'm Christian, because if I do something that's not Christian, it's going to look bad on Christians, you know? And you see this, you know, people will cite all these things, why Christians, Catholics, or whatever are are bad, you know, or any religion. They'll say, oh, these people do this, these people do that, and I don't want to be a part of the bad press of that, you know, faith, you know? And so he gave me a lot of courage. He's like, no, you do what you do, And, and so... I don't mean to go around and say, hey guys, I'm Catholic Christian, but like people just know that about me, you know? Like if I have friends come over for a meal, we pray grace before we start, you know? Um, if someone asks us to hang out and we're doing something, oh, we have mass, you know? So it's, it's just apparent, you know? So I just felt like, man, this is not my best self. Um, yeah, if they don't like me, that's okay, but let me apologize at least for ruffling their feathers in the morning when right. that shouldn't have been the case. And I was able to do that. And so even people I didn't know that well you know, I, I talked to them and they were like, don't worry about it. We all have our bad days, you know. So it was a nice thing to do. Um, so making amends is huge. And I feel that more uh, we need more people to do that with people, to be interconnected and keep relationship. And I think in your case, it kind of strengthened a relationship. You had no idea that they would have supported you totally, in that time, to- right? no, not at all. Even with my
3: parents. Yeah. They didn't know that at first either. Even my brother. Yeah. Almost, I will probably say everyone, and I try not to talk in absolutes, right, always <laughs> and never, but pretty much. Everyone that I shared and told that story to in some way, shape, or form was like, I'm here for you. Yeah. I know, hey, like some people are like, hey, I know I haven't seen you since high school, man, but like yeah. call me. Yeah. Like I'll listen to you. Like, That's awesome. You know, man. and it's just when you pay it forward, it's like, all right, so you give someone an hour of your time or they take their life and it's like, well, like it can be that deep.
0: You know, I actually had uh, someone contact me over over the pandemic. She was a um, younger girl. She So she was, uh, I was working as a, a nurse at the Princeton House Behavioral and Uh, She became a good friend. She's like a little, she was like a younger sister to me, you know, but she had been going through chemo, you know, she's still going through it and I don't know how old she is probably in her young thirties, but she has a husband and a couple kids now. They're just beautiful. And um, I remember she was going through it because she had just um, kind of come out of remission again, you know, so she was really upset. And uh, I remember I took her to a restaurant. We talked, I don't even remember what I said at that point. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have no clue. And then during the pandemic, she shot me a picture of her in the restaurant with her family. And she said, I'm getting emotional. Yeah. She, said, she sent me a picture of her of her and her family. She's like, I remember when I was like suicidal and, and you just sat and talked to me. I didn't even tell you what I was feeling. And uh, and you really got me through that day. And I was just like, man, no clue. I have no clue. So this is why you don't hide your fire. Because if you hide your fire, someone may suffer for it, you know? And that's why I take you know this podcast kind of personally. And my wife and I can kind of get into it. Because if something comes to me, like an inspiration to do it, I want to do it now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, because, God forbid, you know, someone misses out on something that I could have, you know, put out. But then also, like Rodrigo said, there we go. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting there for it. There is timing. The wise words. Um, the, the the last thing I want to kind of ask you about is um, meditation. Yeah. I, I, so I work in mental health, but I never really got a sense of meditation. Uh, I've never. It's kind of like this esoteric kind of thing that people say yes. like to meditate and so i just think of a monk going mm, uh, a- along with the rest of the world yeah, okay. or or like um you know when i had been in uh in in a outpatient therapy program you know my counselor at the time had talked to me about like you know imagine your thoughts are like clouds and watching them pass yep. you know that's so that that's that that was actually really helpful for to me like to to not like So what she was saying was, you know, imagine your thoughts are like clouds and they're passing and you don't let yourself get stuck on them. And so I saw it like the clouds passing. But once I get stuck on a thought, like the sky stops and that's not where you want to be just to let it go. Don't judge it. You know, I think prayer I I have, you know, growing up as, you know, Catholic in a youth group. There's like a system. uh, We call it acts. Right. So it's adoration, contrition, thanksgiving, supplication. So adoration is like, God, you're good. You know god you're awesome king of kings lord you know exactly that that kind of stuff you know and then from there you go into contrition so uh forgive me for you know using bad language or for the time i fell short in this way or that way and then thanksgiving like all the things you're grateful for and then supplication is to kind of ask for the things that you need you know which is kind of tricky right Mm -hmm. to ask for the things you need because the things that you think you need you you may not be good you not that you may not need it but they may not be good for you right Mm because You know, people look at um, God closing doors and opening doors in, in a weird way. Like if God opens door, great. But if He closes door, bad. You know. Yeah, but that door, automatic. Oh, sometimes you gotta like praise God for those closed doors. You know, like thank God He didn't let me go down that route. You know, thank that, God that he... I really wanted to go down. You know.
1: Yeah thank God he just like stopped me from being yeah. friends with this person yeah is, or, or
0: being yeah. in a previous relationship and then uh, closing that door and then opening a new door to a new relationship can we talk about that verse oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. Who, are you gonna drop that you gonna drop
1: oh uh, yeah I mean uh um if you know something about me I always praise like the God's timing so um now I'm, um, I'm grateful that I have a girlfriend still, yeah, yeah buddy
0: yeah, yeah he does yeah, 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 yeah he does yeah,
1: yeah. and then um people know her and then um that we've been friends for like two two years already but um yeah i just never seen her um as like being the partner that i wanted so yeah and yeah, now before now i do god's timing it, like it's god's timing and, and, and like literally she's the best yeah she, she compliments me oh uh,
0: i uh, when i remember um uh, you had to be there Austin. she so you know uh we have the crossfit classes at our gym but then there's also like a cardio like fitness so like They'll, they'll run like while the class is going. So it's like kind of two classes going at the same time. So she's running as we're doing the class. And I never saw Jill smiling the way she smiled. And I was like, oh, that's a big, she's really happy today. Okay. I took note of it. And then Rodrigo kind of like really low key. He's like, so I have a girlfriend now. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, by the way. <laughs> like, like no facial expression. Like, I have a girlfriend now. I thought you should know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, for real? He was like, guess who? And then I was like, Jill, because <laughs> she was smiling so big. And he's like, how did you know? I was like, I saw it, you know?
3: You saw the connection, yeah, huh? Yeah. yeah,
0: no, but yeah, totally God's timing. So I think, you know, the prayer thing I, I get, and there's multiple ways to do prayer, but meditation, I was always kind of like funny about, you know, um, do you have any insights about uh, meditation you might want to share for people that might want to engage in that practice?
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's a big part of my work um, is Distilling or sharing these practices that have been so transformational to me, um, to anyone, and anyone being like to whoever wants it, right? I'm not trying to force it on anyone, but if someone asks me or someone comes to me, I'm like, yes, like let's, let's go. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. How deep do you want to go? Yeah, yeah. Um, so meditation, and I think the the yoga and the meditation world, we kind of do it to ourselves in the sense it's like. We post, and I'm guilty of this too, so I'm calling my own self out. You know, maybe a picture of us sitting in a peaceful meditation seat or a picture of us doing a yoga pose and it's just like, you know, it's like the quote-unquote right marketing around what you would think it is. And I think it does a lot to keep those barriers up to people that are like, well, I can't sit still or I'm not flexible. Yeah. I'm not X. I'm not a, you know, fill in, the, fill in the blank, fill in the variable. This is why I can't do meditation. And I think there's a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of and i don't mean this in a disparaging way just a lot of not many people who are qualified in teaching it in the sense of um i mean you got to remember you're working with someone's it's just like you would never just give someone psychological advice unless you went you know to college education
0: people do though that's the thing and same thing with with
3: meditation it's like you, you know you're you're kind of going deep with someone you're going on the inner world. You don't know what's going on in there. Yeah. Like you're going in someone's psyche.
0: Yeah. It's like doing brain surgery, but you've never gone it's, to medical. It's it's, yeah. le- it's legitimate, yeah. you
3: know, and, and not to say like I'm so qualified. Um, I still a lot of times deal with like imposter syndrome and whom I to teach all this, oh, but, I love the but imposter it's, syndrome, it's something that I've studied and devoted and I have a personal practice of, you know, almost every day. It's not every day, but almost every day. Um, of studying it. And I think, you know, for me, it was a real evolution of understanding it and reading about it and educating myself. And a huge part of it is just doing it myself and learning through my own experience. And I was like, okay, well, wow, this is awesome. How do I get this to more people? And I think apps like Headspace, Andy Pudicombe, one of my first meditation teachers, amazing app. I always recommend Headspace. Uh, Calm is another app So those apps are out there And I think uh, um
1: Yeah, you said space so
3: Yeah, it's, it's just kind of Finding a teacher That resonates with you And in getting that Like getting the message across That you don't have to be A certain way Or a certain person Or look a certain way um To get the benefits Of mindfulness And meditation They're like water It's like when I teach people or lead them through a meditation experience or yoga it's like no one's like hey i don't want to feel calm and rested and less reactive and lower levels of stress and feel feel good no one says like i don't want more they like give me more of that so i try to a big part of my work is is even just playing around with the word meditation because just like you said sal you're like meditation immediately brings up this you know monk and he's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and it's like you know we've done that we as a society and it's like well what if we and this is the things that i think about and create my work around like well what if we starting with myself started to use a different word for it but we just we we kept the essence of what it is right meditation meditation or mindfulness but we called it something like mental training
0: Mm, I love that.
3: Or focus training or training your brain and and just playing with the marketing. But it's meditation, right? But it's just using a different word to catch, you know, catch more fish. And I've learned that when I explain that to people, like, hey, hey, we're not chanting to God or Jesus. Maybe for some people, and I don't want to say for for some people that is, but for most people, (laughs) even if they're totally not religious in any way or not spiritual at all, even an atheist, it's like great yeah yeah. it's not about that it's about training your brain and i think if you could use that language that's more accessible like who doesn't want to train their brain we train our muscles right so uh i think a lot needs to kind of go into um the way we promote it the way we share it the way we can kind of be honest around it and i think uh a lot of teachers myself included like we love to lead with that like I meditate and I'm so peaceful all the time. And it's like bullshit. No, you're not. Cause I'm not. And, yeah. and a, a big change in my teaching has been like, here's what I attempt to do every day. Yeah. I attempt to regulate my emotions in a, in a healthy way. I mm-hmm. attempt to take my mind off of my thoughts. Do I get triggered? Do I lose it? Do like you just said, like when you, do you, do I flip out and yell at my mom sometimes? Yes. And I'm like, damn, yeah, right? Yeah. Damn it. but, at least I'm I'm practicing, and, and I and I share those real examples because I think it reaches more people, and more people could be like, oh, that happens to you too. And it's like, yeah, it, it happens to it happens to all of us. It yeah. happens to the the Dalai Lama, the Dalai Lama, or the right the head of Tibetan Buddhism, uh, right? Um, and um, they get frustrated. They fall asleep meditating. They get sleepy. So there's a lot of like kind of like. Brushing that under the rug for like whatever marketing and sales purposes, but it's like if we can change the way I truly believe this—the way we market it and the way we share it—and and and keep that totality of the human experience—and like meditation is just going to make you better a human—and and and I like to—I'll just end with these two things. Is the first one I like to say is, um, we don't meditate to become better meditators; we meditate to become better at life or better better humans. And then the second to tie a, a ribbon on this is there's a story in meditation culture that you're taught as a student or as a practitioner, and they say, you know, why do you think the your yoga teacher or your meditation teacher or whoever, why do you think that they have flaws? Do either of you know why?
1: No. We're all humans?
3: Yeah, yeah. So the teaching is that to show you that that Buddha nature, that Christ like nature, whatever, that Yogi type nature Isn't outside of you It's Within you And we all have access to it And that's why Teachers have flaws And that's why it's really empower, Empowering To share your flaws And where you fall short With the practice or, or your faith Or where you struggle How you're doing You're attempting to do better How you're attempting to grow But it keeps it that real thing Like hey Nothing I'm teaching you Is outside of yourself
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah I absolutely agree I mean um, when I, Whenever I like coach my athletes uh, they have this like uh, standard like you you just you were just natural and I'm like no no way yeah you know I it took me a while to get my bar muscle up it took me like forever to get my ring muscle up like I just cleaned out my snatch I just like I never had a front rack I was never strong right but, like it takes time and then anybody could do it if I could do it you could do it exactly it's like simple as that So like for meditation, I mean,
0: do you you sometimes sit down like with a certain like theme? I mean, there's something that in Catholic practice called the, um, uh, what is it called? The examine, you know, like where you kind of uh, at the end of the day kind of look at your day, see where you could have done better, see what you did good. And so you kind of like, I guess in a way, I don't want to say meditate because it's not, I I think of meditation in a very weird way. Just again, like I said, the OM thing, but like... Mm -hmm. Being able to look at your day in in a very kind of like non-judgmental way and yeah. non-emotional way, yep. but to kind of like see your day kind of play out as like an outsider, and then I could have done this better. I could have done that, but not not being judgy, mm-hmm. but like yeah, and and so that's like a common practice. Um, actually, it was um, this this saint who had been like a um, a soldier and who who had been hurt um, and could not um, battle and mm-hmm. happened to be in the proximity of like religious books. And so he used all these like Christian practices to kind of develop his own practice um, of kind of like becoming a better uh, person, you know? Um, St. Ignatius is his name. And so this was like one of the practices um, of Ignatian like practices to do the examine at nighttime. So, I mean, is that kind of like a under the guise of meditation? Or is it really like you're really clearing things out and trying to not have thoughts? Oh, I love that you just said yeah, that. Yeah, because that, that, that that's I'm very like confused misconception about. misconception
3: number two, besides like misconception number one, that you need to be a Buddhist to do it, or, right? Or some, you know, some discipline. Misconception number two that I hear all the time, like we just said, is, I, well, I can't clear my mind, so therefore I'm not a good meditator. So therefore, this exercise isn't. And we just kind of jumped. You just, you just, you just, just, read you, my and mind. You, you just kind of, you, you lost, right? You already yeah, lost. You're yeah. setting it, you're setting yourself That's up. That's exactly where I'm at. Yeah. So, like I said, so a lot of it is just changing the education around it and those, those, um, perceptions around who knows where they came from. They just came from somewhere. And, um, anyone will tell you, first of all, you'll never clear your mind. That I don't even use that word. And when I teach and in my pr- classes, because um it's just not possible. Like try not to think. <laughs> good good yeah, luck. I can't yeah, I can't. Tell you know. me, tell me how that goes. So but this is where it really becomes um transformational is what we're doing in its simplest form is we're changing our relationship to our inner experience. And we're changing our relationship to our thoughts, and we're changing our relationships to our feelings. And, and you had said this all uh, the mind that you touched on it, right? And you were like, you know, it's like non-judgmental and non-identification so mindfulness a really simple and clear definition for everyone listening is um non-judgmental so you're not judging this is good this is bad i like this i don't like this just non-judgmental observational awareness observing rooted in the present moment that's it oh i love that and it's it's all about the present moment you know and what happens is sometimes we'll like meditate and then i'll ask people like So how was your experience? Or like, what did you get present to? Or what did you experience? And they're like, you know, well, I meditated five days ago. And it's like, yeah, okay. And I don't want to shut them down. So I'm like, okay. But what was your experience right now or today? And it sounds like semantics, but it's the difference between being in the present moment, excuse me, right? Being in the present moment of what you're doing versus the story in our head. Like, well, I felt good doing this a month ago. So all that to say is it's changing the inner landscape It's change, or changing how we relate to our inner experience, the emotions, the thoughts, the stories, the beliefs, all those things that go on under the surface that we can't see and um it's just allowing them to be and it's just such it's such a foreign concept to us in this you know in our society yeah go 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 uh, yeah yeah totally of no, yeah. just like allowing and like just sitting down yeah. for 2 minutes 3 minutes 5 minutes 10 minutes whatever um and just letting your thoughts go like yeah. not trying to sit on them not trying to chase after them not trying to suppress them just literally letting them flow and the you had mentioned this like the cloud in the sky the intention is to notice, whoa, I have thoughts, like so many thoughts. It's like, okay, I like looking at this rig. I'm like, I like the gray, the green, and there's some chalk. and it's like, whoa, that's just a thought. I, I,
0: I love, I, I asked for this green. I, I love, I love the green. gray, yeah. but it's like just yeah.
3: observa- uh, observation, and that sounds really simple, but now here's kind of like something to take away, really actionable. You're like, okay, what about if I'm reflecting at the end of the day? And now, I would say that those are two different practices, yeah. For as, as, as far as we're concerned, in mindfulness meditation, right? So if we call it mindfulness meditation, that's the practice of not intentionally trying to think. No, you're not not sitting there and thinking like, how did I do? Because if you realize that's just more thoughts on thoughts and thoughts and thoughts, and we're doing the opposite. And it's an assessment, it's a judgment. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, good, right? So you're you're just, so for a mindfulness meditation practice, you follow an object of focus, and that can be the breath, that could be sounds, it could be um, your physical touch. Like Mm -hmm. if I said everyone, and including all of us like
0: everyone feel your feet right now and do you feel how your attention goes right to your feet you know what actually one of my favorite things that I, I'm, I'm, I'm now it's like making me recall what I've learned in that program is um, doing a body scan yeah 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 I thought that was super cool because like you know feel the top of your head feel your forehead that's meditation is it, is it, is it bunched I'm like oh yeah it is bunched see like, that's observation your forehead what about your ears I'm like oh my god I feel my ears <laughs> yeah, right. kind of weird that's like, all meditation to is connect with the body in that way
3: it is. You nailed it.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I, I was just in a, I had a chiro appointment yesterday, chiropractor, and um, she, she was trying to get to crack my neck, but like, I couldn't like not think about like her going, you know, yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. So you're I couldn't like bracing against it. Yes. Yeah,
3: so and then, that's like just our example of like your mind creating this whole scenario. And it's like the difference between just being present and you're like, yes. you're an- anticipating and you're like,
0: Whoa, I'm yeah. anticipating. And I couldn't receive at that point. Yeah. Then she goes, wiggle your toes. So now I'm focused on wiggling my toes and then all. The, like, yeah. oh my gosh, that was amazing. <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I exactly. guess that's okay. So maybe so, I will start doing body scans again. That's yeah. Cool. And
3: I usually, and you know, just to, to bring those two together, I usually start teaching people with a body scan first, yeah. raw beginners, people that are brand new to meditation because it's a little more challenging in my experience and for some of my students to stay with their breath at first. Yeah. Um, it's just—it's a challenge to stay focused on one thing repeatedly. We're just not trained to do that, right? We have marketing, we have social media, bing, 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 boom, 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 yeah. boom. Look, look here, boom, boom, boom. Whoa, radio ads, TV ads. Ah, yeah, so yeah. it's like you're actually being a revolutionary and saying, "No, society, I'm gonna choose what I want to focus on, and what I want to focus on is my breath." But the second you try to do that, your brain goes bonkers because yeah. it's, it's so foreign at yeah. first. So I usually lead with a body scan and something small, like three or five minutes. Think of it just like training; like you wouldn't teach someone how to Olympic lift, or you wouldn't get you wouldn't tell someone to do a full clean right off. The, you would break. This is Olympic lifting. Right, this right. is how we do it. We're gonna do just some pulls. We're gonna yeah. do just some shrugs and like break it down. So I I, I take that approach, and I um, the body tends to work really well, especially people that are really anxious or. Um, Flooded with sensations we can say like it's helps in the body takes you out of that um, the mind the mind yeah, yeah, and then the last thing though if you did want to keep that practice that you have of Reflecting I find that there is actually a space for that in the meditation And it would just be a different form of meditation But I think that's so brilliant and so important because it's something that I I do my best to make a practice of of like Okay, maybe I just sit and ground myself for a minute two minutes and then I'm like, okay now i created some space let me reflect cuz you do need to reflect and here's the last thing i'll say and i know i said that a few times but here <laughs> this is a promise this is the last thing i'll say about the meditation is you're not it teaches us to discern between thinking and being lost in thought
0: dang right
3: and that's a yeah so that's what i want to end with right wow. so between thinking and being lost in thought so if you notice you're so per, super overwhelmed or you're just like, I don't know, you've been running on full speed, and maybe then you start with that body scan and you're just like, okay, well, I'm, I'm lost in thought right now. Let me get grounded. Let me get clear. And then that usually gives us access to clearer insight. And then you can do those practices like reflection. Uh, after the After. Because like then you're intentionally thinking and we need to think. Yeah. So that's why thinking is not bad. It's just how we relate to it and, yeah. and making that difference, just to sum it up one more time between thinking and being lost in thought.
0: Love it. Uh, I think we're going to end with that because that's <laughs> that's a really good wisdom nugget, um, which is really the point of this, right? To kind of share wisdom nuggets. And I think we touched on a lot of things, you know, our faith, fitness, friends, social, uh, our social networks, you know, um, making sure that, uh, you know, we take care of ourselves. I think Absolutely. that's a huge point, you know, and to keep up those practices. Um, Every day or yeah. as often as you can. And whatever those practices are, uh, whatever those practices are for you in particular, you know, um and then I, I really like that we got to touch on like meditation because honestly that's I think not just myself right a lot of people are kind of confused about what that means or have a misconception of what that means so uh gentlemen this has been amazing so it's been a pleasure yeah, yeah. it's been a real yeah, pleasure yeah. thank you both awesome. for thank me. you Rodrigo thank you for the suggestion and uh yeah I mean this is awesome thank you thank you guys Thanks. thank you up until this point in our lives we've done the best we could with what we've known Hopefully today we've come to learn something new so we can be better to give better. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Upstream. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the.upstreampodcast and join us every other Tuesday for fresh content. Until then, just keep swimming, friends.